Coming to you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet whose hosts had to fight three other guys to host. <laughs> it was like a, there was a knockdown, there was an invasion, yeah. there was, uh, there was yeah. fisticuffs. Hey, it's the noobs and the Whovian. <laughs> my name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. And this is that podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who, da, da, boo, Doctor Who, by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So, welcome to episode number 129, covering the 2013 special, The Five-ish Doctors. This is the one where the doctor helps the doctor, the doctor, the doctor, and the doctor break onto the set of Doctor Who and steal their own costumes from a Doctor Who museum. <laughs> a lot of doctor. Yeah. Doc, 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 in this doc, episode. It, it was, in fact. That was doc, that was kind of the premise of the yeah, of the uh, episode. It, that was the joke, point. in fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, it 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 could have been the seven ish doctors because you had right. you had okay, so you had the five ish, right? The yeah. ish was the fact that Tom Baker wasn't there again, and we'll we'll talk more about that later. But then you did have ten and eleven make appearances. Yeah. That's true. So Anywho, this was story number three. Mm. <laughs> I mean, right. um, when when you look on the Wikia, it's listed as story number three. Out of what? And I think it's because it's counting, because this is not an episode of Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Obviously. We had to explain that to your mom like multiple times this week. <laughs> In um, fact, it got a little and meta Brayden. at points. Oh, it got so The meta. making of documentary film crew are <laughs> over like, there across who, the right. Who is that? Oh, so, except none argument. of this is real. There <laughs> were two other episodes that I think the Wikia puts in this category, and I don't know what category that is. One of them was Dreamland, and I don't know if y'all even remember me bringing this up. For that matter, I don't know if I brought it up. Dreamland was an animated 10th Doctor story. From that, like, aired at the time that he was the doctor. So it's like this in between episode that's sort of like maybe canon, maybe not. Like, I don't know. Who knows? So I know we didn't cover it. I don't remember if I even brought it up. Uh, But it was like a, like a, I think like a CGI animated short. Not even a short. It was like a full blown episode, if I remember correctly. Was it like 2D animated or terrible 2010 CG? animated uh that one yeah. <laughs> okay uh, let's not so at any rate it was thing. that and then there was some other thing so it's like kind of non-canonical mm-hmm. stuff but it's still like kind definitely in universe yeah. so this uh, by the way so this is not you know uh uh, uh night and the doctor um or um yeah. time space and whatever the other you know uh, the the pawns and the tardis this is yeah. not minisodes this is like some other category. And whatever this category is, they called this one the third one in that category. <laughs> like, okay. What we'll were the other that. two before it, I guess? Well, that's what I'm saying. The Dreamland, animated one. Dreamland was one, and I don't remember what the second one was. Well, um, nice. This originally aired November 23rd, 2013. If memory serves correctly, that was the day that the 50th anniversary aired. If I, if I remember correctly. Wait a minute. Is that right? Or is it November 26th? I don't know. When when was the 50th anniversary? That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to remember all of a sudden. Um at any rate, so this was, you know, this was uh prior to or right alongside of the 50th anniversary. Were we talking about November 23rd cuz it was a bunch of people's birthdays? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I'm, I'm trying to remember was it the 23rd or was it the 26th? And I I Frankly, I don't remember. Let me see here. Professionals. It was, uh, the, no, it was the 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, the 50th anniversary um, aired on the 23rd, and so did this. So I don't know when this aired in relation to... It would be funny if this aired after it, like 
directly following it. You know what? Given the tone of this of this little whatever you call it <laughs> show adventure, it would be even more hilarious to me if it aired at the same time. I mean, I can't imagine they did it before because it would kind of spoil parts of the episode. Um, but like, would it? Zygons. Those were yeah. pretty big reveal. Okay, they weren't a reveal, but like, yeah, I don't know that the that fact was a that there surprise. were Zygons under those sheets. That was definitely a reveal. That wasn't. They didn't talk about that in the Five-ish Doctors, did they? They did, didn't they? They, they were just under the sheets. Zygons. Oh, he did, called did them they? Zygons, and then he put them. Oh, under the sheets. okay. All right. So. Well, then, yeah. Then that, yeah, that would have been terrible. <laughs> um, at any rate, we're still in the production. <laughs> they notes. didn't do that. Um, you can tell how much fun we had with this one. Uh, this one was written and directed by Fifth Doctor himself, Peter Davison. Uh, under the cast section this week, my note simply says every stinking body. Um, <laughs> Lots of people. So we we flew into this thing blind. Right, we knew the premise that some of the classic doctors were trying to get involved in the 50th anniversary episode. That was essentially what we knew going into mm-hmm. this. So I didn't realize how cameo tastic this thing was going to be. Everyone was in this. <laughs> yeah, everyone was in here. Um, they got Gandalf in it too. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Peter Jackson. Yeah. And and yeah. Like so many people that aren't even in Doctor Who, yeah. right? And then like everyone who's ever been in Doctor Who was in it. It was like if you're if you were in Doctor Who and you're alive, please come to set. Uh, and please, Tom Baker, would you come? No. Okay, fine. I what guess. Peter Jackson and Ian McKellen is that his name? Uh-huh. Wouldn't they have actually Sir been filming Ian. The Hobbit at the time that this was being recorded as well? Okay, so that is exactly what they did. Gosh, man. So, okay, okay, okay. So, literally, that scene was filmed on set <laughs> with Hobbit cameras. With, by the way, if I understand right, um, Peter Jackson got a like co-directing credit because he directed that scene that he was in, which you know you can do that. <laughs> but they shot that, yeah. and and get this. Oh, technology is amazing emailed the footage wow. because they're in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. They emailed the footage back to uh, Peter Davison. That is nice. amazing, right? So, uh, so yeah, in the cast section, you have to not only include, like, like I said, almost every living doctor, uh, you know, two, yeah. two notable exceptions. Um, so many companions. Um, yeah. I told Jared, I said, I cannot wait to hear your segment because I know there were moments in this, in this show. I know we would have been losing our minds if we had been classic who fans, Uh right? Like there were obvious camera moves where you're like, oh, that's obviously somebody important that I've never heard of before. And then like, didn't one of them get knocked out or something and a bunch of people started floating around? Yes. And gotta be filled with every one of them. No, they they were all companions. I'm sure. Yeah. They were all companions. I don't remember if I have a note about this later, so I'll go ahead and mention it now. Do you remember that the last one, uh, like popped up front and center and said, yeah. now I'll never know the truth or now I'll never know the answer or no, no now I'll never know if I was right. Uh-huh. Did y'all, did y'all catch that at all? Yeah. I, I didn't know. I, that I when he said that, I was like, that's important. And I don't remember why. And I'm, I'm probably stealing some of Jared's thunder here. That was Adric. Ah. You remember Adric oh. crashed down in the, in the spaceship and he was, the, he was the, the asteroid that killed the, yeah. the dinosaurs. His last line was, 
Now I'll never know if I got the the you know the right answer or whatever. Now I'll never know if I was right. Yeah. Right. He was trying to crack the code to stop the ship from going down. And his last line is, "Now I'll never know if I was right." So that was <laughs> kind of like they did with the tenth Doctor, where his last line again was, yes. "I don't want to go." Adric's last line again was, "Now I'll never know if I was right." Um, so yeah, there was uh, so 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 many people in this. Um, I love that, as you guys pointed out, I love the Hobbit. Uh, tie-in, which was hilarious. I, I love how much they milked that joke. You know, my okay. Not to jump ahead to overall impressions, but my favorite thing about this was how self-effacing all of the jokes and humor were. Yeah, yeah. this was three guys. Because because let's let's be real. It really boils down to the three doctors. Yeah. yeah. You know? Even Paul McGann. We'll get into him later. Even Paul McGann was not really in this movie. Uh, or this show um you have three classic doctors who were you know beloved in their time who uh you know went on and 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 did other things who wrote one of them wrote and then the other two agreed to star in this thing that does nothing but slam them for 30 minutes (laughs) right and they take it on the chin over and over and over again beautifully and this is british comedy is so so great um peter davison just killed uh, yeah. killed the writing on this killed the directing on this it was amazing guys news of the hoobian is brought to you by google fi google fi the heck i thought we're supposed to talk about r5 website management here no we're not anymore <laughs> i mean you can still go to store.r5websitemanagement.com use the code news. at checkout and check to see if your hosts are still paying attention but you can also go to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi and get twenty dollars off of your first month at google fi uh this is google's cell phone company uh there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can do this with it if you've got a google voice number you can port that over you can have a family plan you can have an individual plan Starts at $20 a month for unlimited talk and text, and then $10 per gig of data. They charge you down to the megabyte. You only pay for what you use. So head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi and get 25, uh, 25, oh crap, 20% off your first month for an awesome new cell phone service. Almost said awesome new cell phone bill. That's the, that's mm. the worst part about any cell phone plan is the bill. But anyways, <laughs> guys, that brings us to the checklist. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. How did we not get that? Yeah. How, I don't know. how did we not get a moment where somebody said, oh, look, it's the five doctors or five ish doctors or, you know, like, how did yeah. we not get that? Uh, Peter Davison, you, you've let us all down. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent all this time talking about how amazing you are. And then I'm like, yeah, but you suck on this. Okay. <laughs> uh, the creature of the week is my favorite thing ever. The TARDIS Wikia lists Stephen Moffat as the main enemy. Sounds about right. Because he's the one preventing them from getting in, you know, on the show. So Stephen, <laughs> Mo- it says main enemy, Stephen Moffat. And I oh. fell out of my chair. That was so great. Uh, let's see. Uh, jiggery pokery. Uh, really, we just had some uh, some stuff about the TARDIS. Um, there was a lot of smack talk about Eleven's <laughs> TARDIS control room. I know. Wait, I mean, yeah, they like laid like, into it. I did like. Where's all the shiny walls or whatever? Yeah, like all three of them What's with this attacked thing? it from their own angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. What was the thing he said about the, the, the swirly bits up top? He said something about that. Uh, he's like, it's in a helicopter. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it is in a helicopter. I was like, oh, man. Uh, he's like, there's nowhere to rest. And when you rest, it yeah. doesn't. 
like it doesn't wobble. It doesn't wobble. Uh, oh, I love a good wobble or whatever it was, um, <laughs> or, or lean or shake or something. Uh, that was one that I was like, I what? I don't understand. So that must that was. There was so much of this episode that was pure fan service, and I told I told Jared I was talking to him uh, via I don't know email or text, and I said it was so much fan service, and I mean that in the best possible way. I mean, this was not like when people complain about fan yeah. service. This was intentionally, you know, tongue in cheek. <laughs> we're going to make fun of everything that anybody's ever made fun of with Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, I'm surprised they didn't have a bit where they like all compared. Oh, you know what? I was going to say compared sonic screwdrivers. None of these three doctors had a Sonic. Oh, that was five, weird. six, and seven didn't have Sonics, right? Or was Davison the one that was yeah, five the one who had it for a little while and lost it? And I don't then think that, they did have them. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, so that explains why we didn't get that. Um, under the, <laughs> under our category of the question slash Doctor Who, uh, Baker referred to himself as the sixth Doctor Who. He didn't mm-hmm. say the sixth Doctor. He was on the phone with, I don't remember, Stephen Moffat or somebody leaving a voicemail or Russell. Uh, no, it wasn't Russell D. Davis. Yeah, Stephen Moffat, Stephen Moffat leaving a voicemail. And he said, uh, it's uh, Colin Baker. Uh, I played the sixth Doctor Who. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I think that's what he was credited as. I, that, yeah, I was going to say that was, um, I guess that's, that's kind of the old school bleeding over because referring to them as the Doctor, I think is more is kind of more of a new Who thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um, was it? Was it Doctor um, Who is not his name. Exactly. Yeah. But that was how like uh, that was how the first doctor was credited. And yeah. I, I don't know if it, I don't I think it went up to remember. like the fifth or sixth. Doctor. Yeah. I can't remember when it yeah. switched and then it switched back and yeah. it's been inconsistent. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? Inconsistencies within this, doctor? Like who? 60 year old show. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not quite at 60, but we're, we're yeah. coming up on it. Okay. Your mom, this total side note, we're like 55 though. Huh? We're at like 55, though. We're pretty close to 60. I was 57 right now because it, it'll be... Uh, See, you're just proving my point more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 2023 will be will be uh, the 70th or the 60th. Um, your, your mom freaked me out uh, not one hour ago by saying, oh, what's this headline I read about casting the last doctor? And my brain exploded. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait. Okay, what? Hang on. First of all, I didn't know Jody was done. Second of all, what do you mean the last? And she's like, I don't know. I saw, I saw something in my, my Google News feed. And I'm going, could you be more specific, please? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I've seen headlines about Doctor Who recently. Heaven knows I always do. None of it about any of that. And then she went looking for it, and I went looking for it, and we couldn't find nothing. Um, the closest thing we found, by the way, was your mom found uh, a quote maybe on Wikipedia or something from 2015 where Stephen Moffat confirmed that the show would at least run for another five years, which would put us at that point. So mom was like, oh, maybe that's what the headline was. Maybe it was kind of a clickbaity thing of, oh, this is the last season because they said it would only be five more. When That's not what he said. He said at least five more. That kind of thing. So, um, yeah, as far as I know, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not running yet. out of Doctor Who yet. Um, you guys, you guys know <laughs> about my grand plans for, uh, you know, the, the 70th episode to have every living doctor on that episode. And I just, 
I just, I, BBC, can we just make this freaking happen? Can we just can we mm-hmm. can we sign whatever contracts we got to sign and like apologize to whoever you got to apologize to to and 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 give Tom Baker as many millions of dollars as you have to to just get mm-hmm. all of them on the screen at one mm-hmm. time, not in CGI but for real. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, other stuff we noticed. Um, I what is this now? Oh. Speaking of that, that was a great segue I didn't intend for. Other stuff we noticed, I wrote down that I almost cried when at the very beginning, Peter Davison's um, kids said, you know, it could just be Matt Smith and David Tennant. Because that opening scene is supposed to be, you know, like months in advance. Yeah. And it's when he is like trying really hard. You know, like they had the bit where like he calls the BBC and she's like, yeah, you called here yesterday. Like, I just wanted to make sure you got my number. Right, yeah, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and and his own kids are like, you know, it could just be Matt Smith and David Tennant, which was, you know, <sighs> that was, was a hindsight is twenty twenty joke there. But I wrote down there were eight living doctors at the time, and we yeah. only got two and a new made up doctor. <laughs> I mean, think about that. You have the five the five ish doctors that are in this episode. And yeah. you had three new who era doctors. You had eight actors who played the, who like legitimately straight up were a new, a, a numbered doctor. And they we had to, like, what if we made up a new one? Yeah. And then <laughs> made him. What if doctor? we came up with one and teased it out for like three seasons? What if we just, <laughs> what if we like completely retcon everything? So no doctor has ever mentioned him. He doesn't have a number. He barely counts as the doctor, even in the doctor's mind. Right. Yeah. And then make him the third one. But don't worry. We'll make all that make sense when we reveal that the 11th doctor is actually the final regeneration. But don't worry. We'll also reveal that there's a whole way around that. So don't worry. Because Just don't worry. Whatever you do, don't worry. This makes way more sense than cycle. anything else we could have done. Oh, yeah. man. Whovians, if only. If only they knew. Uh, there are um, there were eight living doctors. We only managed to get two, and we had to invent uh, a made-up doctor. And, and, and I mean, you know, hey. He was fantastic. Yeah. You know, John Hurt was perfect. He was perfect. (laughs) If you had, look, if you had to grab an actor who, by the way, could have played the doctor in classic who. Yeah. I mean, he was that age. Yeah. Um, if you had to bring in somebody to just make up a doctor, uh, he was, he was (laughs) definitely the, the right guy to do it. You know what I just realized? Why didn't they just grab one of the classic who doctors and do that? Uh, why didn't they (gasps) just, okay. So you know how like the curator, is maybe the doctor yeah. revisiting Tom Baker's face? What if they'd have written that in and made the war doctor like Peter Davison? And like, it's it's not the fifth doctor. The it's that doctor he redid that face. From, from the movie. Yeah, McGann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah then yeah. you would have the eighth doctor reincarnating into As the himself? doctor. Yeah, to that be wouldn't work. The war doctor. That would be him. Re- yeah, that would be him <laughs> oh, regenerating into himself. That's a funny his idea. Own face. Mind. He's like, I have to change everything about me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just changes his name. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he regenerates and he looks in the mirror and he goes, "I got to be honest, it's not what uh, I was expecting." Got <laughs> to be honest, didn't work out. How this I is. I have had some really weird regenerations, and this takes the cake. All right. Uh, the, that's what ten did, isn't it? 
Yeah, but he uh, like, that was a that was a fake regeneration or, yeah. or whatever. Regeneration. Uh, so the fifth doctor's daughter, Pete, you know, Pete, Peter Davison's uh, daughter, uh, who is um, oh my gosh, wait a minute, I just said Peter Davison's kids were saying, you know, it could just be Matt Smith and David Tennant. Was that supposed to be his grandkids or is that his kids? I because um, his daughter is David Tennant's wife. Yeah. So maybe she's the oldest daughter and, and he know. had kids that were still like teenagers. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so his, his daughter, uh, <laughs> was, uh, there was that scene where you guys were, uh, were going, Oh my gosh, what is she doing? Like eating with a celery stick. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? Peanut butter? And Corbin goes, it's ice cream. Okay. Yeah. So one, that was a pregnancy <laughs> joke, right? Uh-huh. Eating ice cream with yeah. a celery stick, but that was a doctor. That was a fifth doctor thing. It was a celery yeah. stick. Yeah. Oh my gosh, though. That scene was ridiculous. Cause you got her sitting at the table with a tub of ice cream, and right? A giant wow. celery stick, a scooping that, a giant <laughs> celery stick, and she was Just using like the it. super wide uh, <laughs> and bottom. Honestly, of that I thing. don't know what would have been weirder if she, what she did do was eat it off, or if she had bitten Bit the it celery off. stick. I That's what I wish she had done, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, do people eat celery when they're pregnant, or is it just was it just the ice cream? The, the, the cliche is pickles and ice cream, but this this yeah. was a doctor reference. That's what it was. So so instead of pickles and ice cream, it was celery and ice cream, and that made it a. Fifth I can't remember reference. what from, but I think there was a joke like that where the person was eating ice cream with pickles, like like using the, the pickle, pickle as a spoon, biting and biting that's, the pickle. And, that's yeah. I'm like, oh, ugh. I didn't. You know what? I, I, Ice cream, I didn't great. need to know pickles, that. Pickles, fine. <laughs> great, actually. I love pickles, but oh, together? Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. Thanks for introducing that into my life. I, I didn't need to know that. Is it much better than celery stuff? So there was, we talked about how like, you know, everybody was, was in this episode on, there was a, a radio show that was playing at one point and the, the host admitted that their favorite doctor was Peter Cushing. And they are like, oh, that's a controversial, controversial pick. Um, oh gosh, I hope I'm not stealing in a Jared, Jared's thunder here. But Peter Cushing was the guy who played the Doctor in the 1960s movies, Doctor Who and the Daleks, and Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD. I've never heard of that episode. Either of those episodes, actually. Okay, no, no, no. So we we talked about them long, long time ago. So what this is is that. While Doctor Who, while the first Doctor, if I remember correctly, the first Doctor was still playing the Doctor, mm-hmm. Hartnell was still the Doctor, you had these movies get made. And Peter Cushing played the Doctor. And, but it was like, it, it, it was like, it was like, I'm trying to think of like a good parallel example here. Like the Star Trek movie? It was kind of like, it's like when you watch a movie based on a book, uh-huh. like that's what it is. It's like, what if we took like some of the ideas of Doctor Who yeah. and made a movie out of it? So you have like the Daleks, but like the doctor, his, uh, I'm trying to remember now what the deal is. He was not called the doctor. His name was Doctor something. And it might've been Doctor Who. I'm oh trying to remember. Gosh, and he was a human being who was a scientist working on time travel. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like this bizarro universe. So it's like, what, what? if we took the book, ripped out all the key important details, <laughs> just mangled in our own and then made a movie out of it. Kind of. Yeah. It's like world war Z from what I understand the movie world war Z 
The only thing it has in common with the book series is zombies. You could not have chosen nothing else. Less relatable example because I have not read the books <laughs> or seen the movie. Yeah. I have done Same. neither of those things. I don't even know what World War Z is. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word, so going, I said relatable. Going back to our sound check where your sickest burn was, you know, you're stupid. You just said you could not have picked the yes. worst example. Are you okay? <laughs> That's turning into a teapot. I've never been so insulted in my life. He's like, that was by far the stupidest thing I could imagine you saying. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Um, okay, so we'll just move on then uh, and say that that was an interesting uh, shout out. Uh, Paul McGann. Uh, couldn't make it to the protest, the scene where they're they're actually out in front protesting. Yeah. Paul McGann couldn't make it because of, quote, filming commitments. He was doing Night of the Doctor. Uh, That's nice. That was oh, the gag wow. there, is he's like, oh, filming commitments. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's actually filming something for the 50th anniversary <laughs> special. So like at the beginning, that's yeah. why I was saying, even he's not in this movie. Because yeah. at the beginning... He is, hey, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. And then all of a sudden he gets the call, Paul, we want you back. <laughs> and he's like, I'm there. <laughs> yes. You guys have fun. I'm already in. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, we, we've kind of already mentioned it, but I loved Stephen Moffat's quote regeneration scene yeah. where he's got he's got them swirling, you know, all the, the yeah. various companions swirling around. I hope Jared's got a, a lot to say about that because yeah. I, all I know is they were all companions and the last one, like I said, was Adric. Other yeah. than that, I was like, I know this is hilarious. I don't to know. I, but I, <laughs> exactly. This must be really funny. If you know what's happening. Yes. Right? Yeah. There are people right now just squealing funny. in their seats, but we're not those people. Uh, Oh, we had a great scene going back to, um, where they were at the protest, but uh, who was it? Six and seven are just sitting at the table yeah. <laughs> while five is up there actually protesting. <laughs> seven recreated the sugar decision scene from the episode yeah. we just watched. That was so awesome. Trip, I, and my note says good catch, Trip, because yeah. I did not, I, I kind of started to clue in at the end of his little bit yeah. and trips like wait a minute run that back and in running it back i all of a sudden i thought i was brilliant because i'm like oh my gosh guys that's the scene and trips like that, that, yeah, that's what i just said made the <laughs> yeah, that, scene. yeah they just recreated that yeah scene. but instead of having jeffrey from the fresh prince the sugar until i referenced it you were like oh wait, yeah wasn't that was something i i said Oh, he was doing kind of like the scene from the it from was the episode, sugar and Trip goes, "In yeah. tea." <laughs> it was the same thing. It was literally the same thing. Yeah. So um, I was a little slow on the uptake there, but I thought that was amazing. So a, yeah, if we had awesome. watched this episode oh, back back during the, our watching. coverage of the fiftieth, we would not have gotten. I don't that. think we would have enjoyed this. Yeah. I personally don't think we would have enjoyed it as much because since then. We've seen six and seven. Now I we know who we, all the doctors are. Right. I don't even think we had... Had we seen Peter Davison at that point? I don't think we had watched Probably. that classic who. I know we hadn't seen six or seven yet. Yeah. So this was, this was way more enjoyable. And then, like, what are the odds that we watched the episode yeah. that had the scene that they... Because otherwise... 
that would have been the weirdest scene. Like, yeah, really. like, like why did he get what? all esoteric Just about sugar? Math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Man? In that episode, it was weird too. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite bits in this, in this whole thing, and it only happened once, which makes it maybe even funnier is there's, there's the scene where they're breaking in, they're trying to break onto set. And when they go through the doors, the music changes the music oh, is like yeah. is like you know like plotting and planning to type of music, and what? and they they stop dead in their tracks and they're like, wait a minute, what? What? And they walk back out and the other music is playing and they're like, huh? And they walk back in the hall and the music shifts again. So like they're here. So by the way, I love when shows do that. Yeah. When when shows will like. Yeah. Or movies or whatever, like, uh, kind of break that fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that scene was totally when you're playing a video game and boss music starts playing. Yeah, like, exactly, oh, exactly. Exactly. And and that was what and what was great about it was they were like looking at each other, like what's happening, and then they just kind of go, yeah. Meh, and go. <laughs> like, what was what was that all about? And they just it was a little bit that they it was did so random, and then they just and moved they never on. Never come back. Yeah, to yeah, anything yeah. About that. nothing because because there've been music this whole time. <laughs> oh man, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the costumes. Um, okay, so this note got all messed up. There was a point in the episode where you could see Davison's Davison was wearing a t-shirt that had the fifth doctor's costume printed on the t-shirt. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I made a note of that. And what I didn't realize was all of them were wearing t-shirts with their costume printed on it, but two of them were wearing jackets. Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't see them yet. And then when they stole the jackets from the museum, it kind of completed the whole thing. Yeah. So Davison was wearing a t-shirt that had the shirt, tie, and vest printed on the T-shirt. And then when he put on the jacket, ah, now he's got the whole thing. And, yeah, and it was the same thing with all three of them. They were all wearing the the inside of their costume and just needed the jacket to complete it. And so then when they put on the jackets, and we even mentioned that um, uh, McCoy was wearing basically the, the seventh doctor's hat yeah. of, of a, of a sort. It was a little bit different. Um, and he was carrying a, an umbrella that didn't have the question mark, but definitely has that hook shaped handle yeah. that is by the way, less common than it used to be. So, um, I thought that was uh fun, fun little stuff. Cause he was carrying that and wearing that hat the whole episode. Mm. Like oh, he yeah. constantly had that on. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then, okay. So we talked earlier about the scene where they were hiding under the shrouds and, uh, you know, that it was that you hear yeah. that they're playing Zygons. So that would have been a spoiler. I desperately wish that I could tell you that that was real. That they were actually under. But uh, it was so a funny. different take that got yeah. used. And they were actually just production crew members that were under the shrouds. Why? I they know. They had them there. I know. They had I, them if film I under- it. If I understand right, when they filmed it, they were filming it for this. But they still had them I film. know. I know. Well, because they didn't They didn't shoot the whole scene. But I desperately wish that they had been under there yeah. the whole time. And then you like, so like if you watch the episode and then, because again, I don't remember when these actually aired. What if you watch the episode and then as soon as the credits roll and it's over, the five-ish doctors comes on and you turn that on and see that scene. 
that would have been a, yeah, that would have been so amazing. Like to find out that as it turns out, four of the five living doctors actually made it into the show. Yeah, you you have to curator. see it at the very end. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, um, guys, in the who's who section, I wrote down who is the doctor, and then literally took no notes because yeah. I'll be honest, this episode was hard to take notes for. It, yeah. Because it was, it was so just slapstick. This could have been ninety minutes. Ep- yeah, this could have been ninety minutes. Honestly, I don't know if it would have been as fun. Yeah. If it had been a full length movie. So much happened in this. Like it, it was, was just a slapstick. Thirty. Like, it was thirty. Thing. Wasn't it like twenty eight minutes or something? Yeah. I mean, it was I not think, long. I think if they threw in a couple more, um, like references and like, I mean, I, oh of course gosh. there was a bunch. of What stuff else could you did. have referenced? Like, <laughs> right. I think they got everything. Oh man, like, they we should have gone on a scene or something where like someone's dressed up as a Dalek or like and get a bunch of stuff and like. But they did. There were Dalek. There were Daleks. Like the kid with the <clears throat> with the costume in that one episode thingy with the. Uh huh. We did cool one, story, uh, son. We did what? that one movie thing where oh, it was Adventure like, in Space and Time? Yeah, and that one girl was dressed up in a weird, like, Dalek costume. Yeah, it was like a Halloween costume yeah, or something. Yeah, like someone yeah. should have been wearing that. On the okay. bus, on the sure, bus that whatever. they were riding at the very okay. end. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything to say about... Um, okay, let me, let me ask you this. Do you feel like... Um, this is a hard question because we don't know much about any of them. Do you guys think that they were playing themselves or were they playing their doctors? There is. Or was there some bleed over? I feel like Sylvester McCoy especially had to have been playing yeah. himself as the doctor. Like He was playing the seventh doctor? Yeah. The way he acted, I feel like Oh yes, let's maybe maybe that yeah. actor does act like that in real life. <laughs> but I kind of yeah, doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Um I oh my gosh, I loved the running bit. About him being in the Hobbit, yeah, right. How like every chance he got, he was like, "Oh, I was talking to Peter Jackson the other day. Oh, Peter Jackson, he directed the Hobbit, which I star in." You know, he just yeah. kept saying. Um, I loved the idea of of him being trapped in New Zealand <laughs> because at any moment P- Peter Jackson could decide to throw Radagast into a scene, <laughs> so he has to be there. And he did the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then they you know that that actually happens. Oh, also, again, again, they were so good at slamming each other. Where keep in mind, Peter Davison wrote this, but when Pete Jackson comes to uh, Sir Ian and says, "Could you do this without Sylvester?" and he goes, "Who?" <laughs> and he says, "Sylvester McCoy." I don't know who who, who is that. <laughs> He's like, he plays Radagast. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I can do it without. I think the scene. You think it would be a little. Better. If oh yes, it, here. I, I think the oh, scene yeah, would be it, better. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I think oh, it would man. be a little better that way. That's just it's so oh, uh, it, again <laughs> so self-effacing. It was fantastic. So, did you guys have any other thoughts on who is the doctor? Yeah, not really. No, not really. All right. Well, that brings us to the time where uh, we remind you that Noobs in the Hoovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do, want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head over to noobsandthehoovian.com slash support, and you can find out all the awesome ways of supporting us. Some of them don't actually even cost you anything. In fact, some of them save you money. If you go to uh, that, that page there, slash support, and click on our Google Fi banner, you can sign up and get $20 off. Uh, for your cell phone plan, you can go to store.r5websitemanagement.com and you can save 15%. Or if you click on any of our other items, like the bread box banner, things like that, it won't impact your price at all, uh, but you get an awesome thing and then we get a little bit of uh, benefit from that as well. 
However, our favorite way is for you to become a ongoing monthly supporter at patreon.com slash noobs in the hoovy. And you can start for as little as a dollar a month, but at $5 a month, you get mentioned on the show like Victor Jared and James, right? All right. So that brings us down to our classic who connections. Uh, good grief. I told Jared this week, <laughs> I said, I almost feel like we should do a segment on your show uh, <laughs> because um, there's a lot going on here. And, and, as it turns out, he submitted what might be the longest segment he's ever done for us. I, I can't remember one longer than this. Um, so let's let's listen in uh, to what Jared has to tell us about all of the amazing Classic Who connections. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who connections for the Five-ish Doctors reboot. And uh, it's currently uh, raining cats and dogs outside as I record and uh, so hopefully that's not coming through too loudly on the mic, if at all. But uh, just remember, raining cats and dogs is always better than hailing taxis. All right. Sorry about the dad joke. I just couldn't help myself. But uh, we've got plenty of ground to cover here with with the Classic Who Connections. As you might imagine, there's a lot of them. I tried to limit it to the Easter eggs that uh, someone watching this who might only have seen New Who or mostly New Who, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff that the big stuff that they would miss. Uh, I'm assuming you know what the Classic Who doctors look like, especially if you've been following along with the Noobs in the Whovian Classic Who Rewind uh, episodes. The one doctor you might have uh, missed, he didn't have a as big of a role as the other three, but uh, that's Paul McGann, who, who was in the Doctor Who TV movie, uh, the um, you know, Doctor Who. Uh, he played the eighth doctor there. So uh, he, he, he showed up for a bit and said he was in, but... Then he had other uh, filming commitments, so he couldn't do it. Uh, you know, he, he couldn't do it with everyone else. Um, but everyone else uh, was was uh, you know you, you probably would know uh, the, what the fifth, sixth, and seventh doctors there. Uh, so anyway, uh, first of all, this isn't really a classic Who connection, uh, but I just thought it was an interesting uh, thing they put in. So it opens up on the two actors sitting on their chairs talking about their upcoming work. And Olivia Coleman is the woman on the right. And she she says, uh, I, I, I'm in just about everything. And in fact, she has been in just about everything since uh, 2000. Uh, she and, and most Notably, her connection to Doctor Who really is that she co-starred with David Tennant in a show called Broadchurch, which was an excellently uh, acted, um, well well done uh, 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 crime drama, you know, a mystery uh, a series there that I, I have seen on BritBox. Uh, so if you um, you know, have your BritBox subscription. There's something to check out. Definitely not for the young ones, not not, not for younger children, but uh, well done show there. Anyway, all right, now moving really into the classic Who connections. Uh, so Georgia Moffat is seen uh, calling in to see if, you know, check if she's a part of it. And she's Peter Davison's daughter. Uh, and she also played Jenny, in The Doctor's Daughter. Uh, the, the, you might remember seeing her in New Who. Uh, and she's seen eating ice cream with a large celery stalk, which, of course, would be a reference to the celery stalk uh, on Peter Davison's or the, the Fifth Doctor's lapel. 
Uh, on the radio, okay, this one will take a little bit maybe to explain, but uh, bear with me. So over the radio in the car, we have the radio announcer talking about uh, uh, who his favorite doctor is, and he says that it's Peter Cushing, which might be a controversial choice. Well, Peter Cushing played the doctor in two Doctor Who movies back in the 1960s, and they both involved the Daleks. So we have Doctor Who and the Daleks was the first movie, and then Doctor and then Daleks Invasion Earth, uh, twenty fifty A.D. And so what happened was Terry Nation sold the movie rights for the characters of Doctor Who, uh, the characters of Doctor Who and the Daleks. I don't know if it was all characters in general. Uh, I I have seen Doctor Who and the Daleks. I have seen, but I don't really remember. I need to see again. It's been so long of Dalek, the Daleks' invasion of Earth. I, I you know, I, they're they're campy. They're they're worth a view. Uh, you know, these days you just you'd watch them to maybe chuckle at them. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're really into Doctor Who, which I imagine most people listening are, they're they're worth checking out. Uh, but I, I do remember Doctor Who and the Daleks much better. And in fact, I watched that probably just about a year ago now again. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I don't remember though if if it's got a lot of regular Doctor Who characters or if it's just the character of Doctor Who and the Daleks in it. Anyway, all that to say, that's how it was made. They sold the movie rights. Terry Nation sold the movie rights uh, for that, and so they this company made the two movies. And uh, it, you know, it, so they're not really canon. They're it's it's a it's uh, well. They don't follow the canon, I'll say. Uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. But they don't follow the canon. There's lots of debate whether it's canon or not. But you see, the in the movies, the Doctor is not an alien. He's in, like an old professor or inventor, you know, if you will, who created a time machine slash spaceship called TARDIS. That's just a name. It's not an acronym. Uh, so... Here's what's interesting. Stephen Moffat apparently has tried to make them canon uh, in his novelization of the uh, episode, The Day of the Doctor, so the 50th special there. Uh, So in that, he reveals, there's a scene in the novelization version where he reveals that the first Doctor, or presumably the first Doctor, allowed movies to be made about him and knew Cushing and allowed Cushing to star in movies about him as Doctor Who. So that's why it's not following the the proper story because it's movies about Doctor Who so they can kind of do whatever they want. But it brings that into the Doctor Who world and canon through that scene. Apparently they wanted to do this on TV. They wanted to have this scene on TV, but they couldn't procure the rights to include this in the actual episode. So, all right, that's a, lo- a long explanation, but that ex- that brings you up to speed on Peter Cushing. And uh, I think you can actually find those on Prime. They might be free on there, or at least they once were, those two movies. So worth a check. Go go, go uh, look for those. Uh, wor- worth a viewing, again, if nothing more than just the, the comedic value of watching an old 1960s movie. All right, so Dave uh, uh, Moffat is listening to his voicemail or answer phone for the Brits, uh, and so he's listening to the voicemail. And Davison is talking about uh, how he could be using his celery antidote. Presumably, Davison is pitching an idea for the 50th special and talking about the celery stock on his lapel once again. Another reference to celery. Uh, and speaking of Moffat's voicemail, uh, the voice sounds like a 
a classic Who Cybermen, um, which is still, you know, New Who, kind of how they sound too. But uh, the voice says uh, that the doctors are deleted or doctors deleted, I think it just says. But um, I thought that was kind of fun because that's classic, uh, classic uh, Cybermen, uh, the way they talk, you know, that things will be deleted. Um, so now when Moffat is dreaming, He's got the black and white heads swirling around him. He's lying on the couch and he's having a dream and these heads are swirling. That's similar to what they did with a few classic Who regenerations, which we've talked about before uh, with the the past uh, companions and other people that the doctor has met kind of coming back to him right before he generates and the, the, that, those black and white faces swirling around. I th- It's hard in this because so many of these people are... Uh, you know they they've aged and they they look different and so I don't really recognize who everyone is and I didn't really have the time to research all of that. I think those are all companions. K9 was in there. I'm pretty sure that was K9. Uh, and there were a few others like uh, you know Joe Grant and a few other actresses that I recognized. It was mostly women. But then it came in, and I was I, I saw there was a, a man that came in and went centered over Moffat's face. And I'm like, I I think that's Adric. I think that's Matthew Waterhouse. And uh, he says he as it as it you know he's the last face that covers up Moffat. And he says. Uh, it's me, isn't it? And then as the sequence, like, it goes into an explosion, you hear uh, Waterhouse saying, now I'll never know if I got it right, which is exactly what he said when uh, he was crashing into Earth and uh, seeing if he, um, you know, got the logic puzzle right that he was trying to solve. Uh, So uh, it it was, that was interesting. And uh, looking up the uh, modern picture of Waterhouse, I'm pretty sure that's him. And obviously that line wouldn't make sense with anyone else. So, uh, so we have Adric coming back, which was pretty awesome for me uh, to see that there. Uh, Now, when the boy with the sonic screwdriver in the Doctor Who experience sees the old Doctor Who costumes, which, of course, are the clothes that the uh, that the classic Who doctors have taken off to put on the actual costumes, uh, the, the boy looks up at them and says, that's not right, which is exactly what Susan Foreman said in Another Earthly Child while reading about the French Revolution. Davison talks about how the TARDIS console doesn't wobble at all. And I gotta be honest, if you watch Classic Who enough, yeah, the older sets were not as solid, <laughs> built as solid as the new ones. Uh, I mean, there were there are some uh, bloopers that you can, uh, I mean, I don't know if bloopers is the right word because they left it in, especially if you go back to Hartnell, uh, where they were only doing like one take at times. Uh, there are some times where you can see people bump things and, and the whole uh, set will shift and stuff, uh, you know, or whole sections or parts of the set will shift or wobble. So uh, that's that was kind of funny that they brought that back in and finally uh the classic doctors are protesting in front of the bbc television center which is where many of the classic who episodes were filmed um and you if you watched an adventure of time and space uh that that's all taking place at the center in fact that was filmed at the bbc television center but that's now decommissioned and most of the of doctor who is filmed in cardiff mainly in 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 their studios in cardiff so that's uh where that little joke came from too that they had to go go to protest in cardiff 
And I think that's about it. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of Easter eggs I missed. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, from the start, I, I told the Whovian that uh, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'll do this until you find someone better. I'm not like super, super uh, classic who expert nerded kind of person. Uh, you know, the TARDIS wiki is always showing things that I, uh, me things that I, I hadn't, wouldn't have made those connections on my own. Um, I, I'm always excited when I think of things on my own, but still, um, you know, so there's probably plenty of things I missed and, and people that I didn't recognize or, or even know to recognize, but uh, that'll give you at least some of those Easter eggs. So maybe you'll have to go back and watch it again. Uh, you know, it's not that long anyway, uh, to fully appreciate them or maybe just take my word for it. But there's what I found. And uh, thank you. Um, well, I, you know, actually, I didn't go into the TARDIS Wikia for these at all. So maybe I should have checked that. Maybe they have more. Maybe they've got their own uh, listing on it. But those are the ones that I found. Uh, you know, let let noobs in the Whovian know if you found anything else. If you're uh, if you're into classic Who and you saw some things I missed. Uh, so anyway, thank you to uh, noobs in the Whovian for having me on and for doing this one. It was it was a lot of fun. It was fun to see those classic doctors uh, goofing around and and fun to uh, work through. Um, you know, watch it with an eye for some of these classic Who Easter eggs. So anyway. Uh, I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Thanks a lot, Jared. Um, I did have a, um, a couple of notes on some of the things that he mentioned. Um, Doctor Who and the Daleks is on BritBox. So if you are, yeah, so if you're currently subscribed to that, um, then you can go check out Doctor Who and the Daleks. Uh, Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD uh, is available to rent. <laughs> So I'm not sure what in the world happened there. I didn't realize uh, that the the TV rights for the Daleks got sold. We've talked before about the weird stuff with the rights to the Daleks because mm-hmm. the the rights of the Daleks. I don't, I don't know where they reside now, but for a long time, Terry Nation, who wrote the original episode, the Daleks, um, he's credited as like the creator of the of that that character that creature. And so he held the rights for him for a long time. We talked before also about, um, you know, the rights for K9 uh, were similar, where the the person who created K9 uh, went and took it and created a a spinoff show like in the 80s or 90s or something. That failed miserably. Uh, Yeah. So um, weird stuff like that does happen. So if you're interested in checking out uh, Peter Cushing as uh, Doctor Who, the the human being, uh, you can go check it out on BritBox or you can rent it uh, at Amazon Prime. Uh, he mentioned Olivia Coleman being in uh, Broadchurch, uh, and he said she is in everything. She, guys, literally right now on, I, oh gosh, now I can't remember if it's Netflix or if it's Amazon, she is the Queen of England. <laughs> so I think you've pretty much, you can call yourself I've been everything if you play Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, so there's a show called The Crown, that follows uh, Queen Elizabeth II through the years. And in season three, they had to switch. And oh, by the way, other Doctor Who connection in seasons one and two, her husband, Charles, is played by Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Ah, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then by the time you get to season three, so much time has passed that they had to swap out the actors. So you have a different person playing the queen, a different person playing the king, or excuse me, the prince. And um, Olivia Coleman 
is the current uh, Queen Elizabeth II. As well, going back to Matt Smith, Olivia Coleman was in 11th Hour. Do you remember the creepy lady holding her daughter's hands and their voices coming out of each other's mouths? Yeah. That was Olivia Colvin. Oh. Wow. So she has, in fact, been in all of the things. Literally everything. Yeah. Oh, and if I, I don't know if Jared pointed this out. Uh, the guy that she's talking to is, oh, crap. Now I can't think of who it was. Oh, man. He's one of the doctor's sons. Oh, uh, oh no. Now I can't think of who it was. It was either it wasn't it wasn't Troughton because we talked about his son being in an episode recently. Um, so maybe it was the third doctor's son. I don't remember. Mm. So it was kind of like a, a a a fun little nod to to that that actor that doctor by putting his son in there. So that was because that other than that that was a weird opening scene. Yeah, where it was like. Here's two people talking about how they're not going to be in the special we are currently watching. Again, as Corbin said, just meta. Just so meta, the humor here. Um, Even down to the bit where, as you mentioned, they point out the cameras that are doing the making of. After you see them say, say cut and let's finish because we got it. We're done. Oh, Um, when the guy's like leaving the voicemail trying to get in. Oh, yeah. oh, you mean Russell T. Davies yeah. at the end? Maybe, that was brilliant. Maybe I could be like a doctor and I could like save yeah. you with my pew pew laser eyes. And then and then they showed uh they showed Peter Davison uh not listening to that voicemail and just deleting it. What did it say? It was like five hours. It was like twenty seven minutes, minutes long or as something long like that. As this episode. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. His voicemail was longer than the episode we just watched. So there's a part of me that wants to see the whole uh, the whole take of Russell T. Davies just going on and on and on <laughs> about how he could be a part of it. That that has got to be gold right there. Just yeah. watch the whole thing from start to finish. It probably is twenty seven minutes long, so they could get enough stuff to you know to cut in there. Uh, oh my goodness! Did Jared give us a rating? Uh, I don't think he did. I think this is the second week in a row that we've just like not known if he's given. No, us he a didn't. I can't. I don't think he. I don't think he gave it a rating. Oh no. We'll have to we'll have to uh, go back and and guess we know how Jared, Jared liked this episode. yeah so <laughs> yeah well that brings us to trip then trip what what was your uh, what was your rating out of ten um nine point five out of ten uh, I don't I don't know there's no real like callbacks <laughs> to this episode <laughs> what are you talking about this episode was one hundred percent callbacks that's all it was no, I mean like callbacks to this episode. <laughs> Trip is trip. All right, while you think on that, so hard. While you think on that, Corbin, I thought it was good. I like the funny, self-deprecating humor that all of this was. So, I think I'm agree with Trip. I'm gonna say is uh, nine point five out of ten. Uh, Radicast the Browns, I guess. <laughs> Radicasts. Um, I am gonna I. I cannot remember the last time we laughed this hard watching Doctor Who. <laughs> it's there have a comedy been, show. Yeah. There have been times. There have been times. But uh, we laughed so hard um, watching this. Um, the uh, I'm going to give it uh, 9.9 out of 10 uh, straight uh, John Barrowmans. Did y'all catch that joke? Oh. Yeah. Did y'all catch that joke? No. Okay. John Barrowman is like, is like 
part of his brand is that he's gay. I mean, he's like, he is uh, known for showing up in like, uh, so you talked about like the TARDIS dress, mm-hmm. uh, not the TARDIS dress, the, um, the Dalek dress. I'm pretty sure he's worn that uh, to a, to a, to a convention before. Oh. Um, he's just like super, uh, just like zany about pushing boundaries and stuff. Right. And I was wondering about that scene. I'm like, there's a joke here that I'm just right. not getting. <laughs> I almost paused it and said, y'all know he's gay, right? And that, that was the joke was the, and, and they played it perfectly by the way, because they all, each of the three doctors in turn glanced into the car and the joke there is supposed to be, they caught John Berriman with a man in his car. Gasp. He's gay, except it's John Berriman who is very gay already like publicly known. And so instead the flip was gasp. He has a woman and children. (laughs) He is like, he has a family. He has a very, heterosexual family it makes and so he much goes, more sense now yeah and he goes don't don't tell anybody <laughs> so <laughs> was he a singer a s- like, yeah, that, i didn't get that the tapes. I, I didn't get that he must have put out a cd he must have put out dozens because then they have the joke where the guy's got a drawer <laughs> full of, of them. <laughs> yeah that cd that i don't get i mean the joke there would seem to be john barrowman has released several failed albums yeah <laughs> That, that would seem to be the joke. And that would, by the way, fall right in line with yeah. every other, you know, yeah, uh, below sure. the belt, self, self-deprecating self kind of uh, joke there. But uh, but yes, I was laughing at the, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a reputation to maintain. Uh, so let's see. Oh, Trip, did, did you come up with it there? Oh, celery flavored ice cream. <sighs> 9.5 out of 10. Celery flavor. Worse than what it actually was. Which yeah. is just ice cream on celery. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess if you ate it off of a celery stick, you would have celery flavor. Wouldn't kind of celery flavored ice cream just be a, an affront against God and man? <laughs> wouldn't it wouldn't it kind of taste like nothing? No. Yes, that, but also wouldn't it just kind of taste like nothing? I feel like no, Why? celery definitely has a flavor. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> I've never thought it really had a flavor. It just kind of tastes like water and it have you tastes ever, stringy have you ever and that's about a it. stick of celery? Yeah. I mean, it's, it tastes okay. like water. Yeah. We're moving along. And uh, creep level. Stringy not, ice cream. Nothing to say here. Uh. Trip, trip gave it a one. I'm going <laughs> no. to, uh, I'm just going to delete that section. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is nothing, there was nothing uh, creepy a, about this. A no all. out of 500. <laughs> um, real quick. Can we talk about Tom Baker? Um, so first of all, I, I meant to put this up in the notes and I, apparently I forgot. So the scene where, what was it? They, oh, they called and got his voicemail. Is yeah. that what it was? Uh, yeah, it was something, it was yeah. something like that. They called and, and, and got his voicemail and cause he didn't, he didn't call and leave them a voicemail, right? It was the other way around. Yeah. They yeah. called him yeah. and left a voicemail and they cut to a scene of Tom Baker and it was Tom, it was, it was the fourth doctor, uh, pushing a boat down the river, you know, pulling oh, a, yeah, a boat down the river. That. That and then weird. some weird CGI came down and picked him up. Um, so what that was that if I, if I'm understanding, if I'm remembering right, that was a scene from the five doctors. Ah. And so in the five doctors, we never watched that, did we? I don't no. think so. No. Okay. So in the five doctors, 
It is called The Five Doctors, but it features four because Tom Baker's appearance in that episode is him caught in the time vortex and they like used recycled footage of him or something. So he wasn't in that? He's not actually in it. That's if I'm if, if I'm remembering correctly, he doesn't appear in it in the form of any new footage and doesn't even voice anything that happens. They literally reused footage and audio of the fourth doctor to kind of put him in the movie. And basically what it was is there were five doctors at that point. They were on number five. They were on mm-hmm. P- Peter Davison. And so it was the whatever, the 30th anniversary or whatever, and they wanted to have all the doctors. And for whatever reason, Tom Baker wouldn't do it. And so they kind of hijacked him in there. By this time, if you guys remember, we've talked about this before. William Hartnell had died. So they got a different actor to come in as William Hartnell. So they brought in another person to play a dead actor, you know, play the doctor whose actor had died. And yet couldn't get Tom Baker in. Yeah. Spliced footage. Right. So then I, for it, this... It, it probably would be a little rude to get another actor to play Tom Baker. Who was still alive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be in your episode. You know Fine, what would have been we'll hilarious? Is it, if instead of getting the William Hartnell lookalike, they'd have had Peter Cushing do it? That would be great. <laughs> um, no, so again, this one... Okay, by all accounts, this episode should have been called The Four Doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, this should have been called the four-ish doctors. Yeah. That would have been the even funnier. Doctor was yeah, because he was there at the beginning there. and then not really. I guess yeah. the five-ish is just a reference to the five it, doctors. It's ex- that's exactly what it is. But hilariously, not including the five doctors who were in the five the five doctors was one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. The five-ish doctors is four, five, six, seven, eight. So at any rate, <laughs> nine, or I, 10 and 11, I cannot understand. And, and I don't know anything about Tom Baker, right? Yeah. Any interviews that I've seen with the guy, he seems genuinely amazing and super nice kind of guy, but I don't get why he didn't do the, the five doctors. And I don't get why he wasn't in this unless it was a gag. Maybe. Unless, unless Peter Davison intentionally left him out because he was going to be there as the curator. And so they wrote that scene in purely as a gag calling back to the original five doctors. Cause by the way, we keep referring to this as the five ish doctors. The title is the five ish doctors reboot because it's, oh. it's the five doctors reboot, mm. but it's ish, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. Classic Who fans that are out there, sent me straight. Help me out here. What is, like, what is, like, I feel like Tom Baker has a relationship with Doctor Who that's as convoluted as Christopher Eccleston. Like, I would yeah. say. It's not an easy relationship. I would say he's probably done with Doctor Who, except that he played the curator. That's what I'm saying. So then yeah. is he just done with the Doctor, but, oh, get him to play another random well, character. okay, but here's Doctor the other Who thing, is Tom Baker it. has done a bajillion big Finnish audio adventures as the fourth Doctor. Like, it's not like he's, okay, so William Shatner, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. William Shatner and, um, (laughs) why'd my mind just go blank? Spock. Who who played Spock? Uh, Oh my gosh, take my card now. Leonard Nimoy both went through phases of, 
I am so done with Star Trek. Leonard Nimoy published an autobiography in the, I don't know, 80s called I Am Not Spock. It was the name of his autobiography. He released another autobiography later in life called I Am Spock, (laughs) where he re-embraced the role decades down the road. But there was a period of time where um, both of them were just like, I'm done with this. I yeah. this is not who I am. I look it does this was a, a lot of actors. I mean, you know, David okay, I recently there's a podcast if you're not listening to, you should, called David Tennant Does a Podcast with. And he interviews somebody every week. And he has so far, he is he's interviewed a handful of Doctor Who alumni, one of which was Billy Piper, Rose Tyler. And uh, and this was a, a fairly recent episode. And while he was interviewing her, he made the statement that the two of them did this thing for a couple of years that they have not stopped talking about for over a decade. Yeah. Actually for 15 years, you know, coming, coming up, coming up around 15 years, they remember the two of them were in one season together and Billy Piper only full on did two seasons. And so David Tennant said, this thing that we that you and I did for nine months, we've spent over ten years talking about. Yeah. That can that can mess with your head. I definitely feel like there's some people that's even worse for, where they have their breakout role on some really popular movie and they go on to do dozens other, but they're not gonna stop being that person from the first movie. That yeah. Makes yeah. Them big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, uh uh it's weird for me to think that Jodie Whittaker ever did anything before Doctor Who, but she was in an incredibly successful show, Broadchurch, before she did Doctor Who. David Tennant did Broadchurch after Doctor Who. Yeah. And when I when I was watching that show, I, it was weird seeing by because by the way, Broadchurch is a murder mystery drama CSI, not CSI, but like yeah. you know, it's it's like and and by the way, like dark stuff. Yeah. Gloomy show, right? I actually haven't even seen more than about three episodes of it. And and David Tennant plays the detective investigating the murder, if I'm remembering correctly, of a child. Like, that's what this show is. Yeah. And I'm watching it going, oh, <laughs> man. Doctor. Yeah, and he's got, like, the beard by that time and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, where's the spiky hair and the, and the, yeah. uh, the tennis shoes and the suit, yeah. you know? Um, and the running around. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think a really good example is like Mark Hamill did three movies. He then spent like twenty years doing so much other stuff. <laughs> he played like the Joker, which yeah. is such yeah, is a, a crazy big character. Voice acting, yeah. In the Batman series, that was a pretty popular show, wasn't it? And oh yeah. He has never lived down being Skywalker. Well, it didn't help any that it came back and did it again. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But I there, didn't know he did anything other than Luke Skywalker. There are people, what's funny recently. is, there are people who know Mark Hamill as the Joker more than they know him as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is weird. There there are people who know um uh who who know David Tennant from Broadchurch have never seen an episode of, of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. There are people that know, I can't think of all of us, John Krasinski as an action hero. Yeah. I'm like, he's, he's, he's Jim. He's Jim. He's Jim flipping he helper. He have a full beard be like jacked. He is fighting. jacked. 
just beating the crap out of people, yeah. but he, he still puts, office He puts the jamming. jacked in Jack Ryan. I'm telling you what, man. He is, so of all the actors to play Jack Ryan, he's the <laughs> the most cut dude of all of them. Are Before that, multiple? Yeah, it was a it was a it was a, a series of novels, and there were there There's were several multiple movies, though? multiple movies, mostly played by Harrison Ford. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's more buff than Harrison yeah. Ford. Harrison Ford's not buff. That's true. Harrison Ford is an old school actor where you just had to be relatively fit, and, and yeah. now you have to be freaking tall, and that's all you have. Thor. To do. Yeah, but now, like uh, now, um, that guy now from Tony Stark. What is it? Um. <laughs> Uh, Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in uh, the Eternals, I think, and apparently he got ripped. He's this—he's this tiny little guy that's a comic, and apparently he had to go get jacked to play a superhero. I'm yeah. like, you know, the superheroes aren't strong because they do crunches, right? They're—they're they're strong because they have like super gamma radiation powers. And crap. <laughs> Anyways, we've digressed a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I don't get the relationship with—I <laughs> don't get the relationship with Tom Baker. And Doctor Who. So classic Whovians out there, set me straight. Help, help, help me figure this out. So guys, that uh, that about wraps us up for this week. The game plan, coming up next, we have two back-to-back two-parters. Okay? So uh, Series 9, Episode 1 and 2 is a two-parter, and then 3 and 4 is a two-parter. So uh, clear your schedules, because dang, we got some... By the way, last week we had a busy yeah. schedule, and so we missed Star Trek Discovery and The Mandalorian. So this week... We have to watch two episodes of Disco, two episodes of Mandalorian, and two episodes of Doctor Who. And Holy crap. We better hurry up with Mandalorian or I'm going to start seeing spoilers. I am already. We have like a three-day window and then everyone's like, it's free reign now. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already seeing, I already know someone who's going to show up in this episode that I'm sad that I didn't get surprised by. Because yeah. that would have been a great movement. I don't know the character, I just know the actor. Every so, time I see it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing happens when uh, Doctor Who is is airing. I shut. I do not open Twitter. I'm rarely on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter as Noobs in the Whovian. I do not open it, and I do not go to my Google News feed for 24 hours because I can't watch it the day it comes out. I have to wait 24 hours because Amazon, whatever. Stupid. Uh, yeah, it's not Amazon's fault. It's licensing, but at any rate. So for next week, guys, um, series nine, episodes one and two, The Magician's Apprentice and The Witch's Familiar. So we're, you know, we're, we're doing some magical stuff. Magic. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and let you know. What? I don't remember yeah. series nine. Yeah, Magic is just space aliens. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's, yeah, yeah. sure that's going to be the case. So Wait, guys, you didn't know witches are just space aliens? We get to watch The Magician's Apprentice again. <laughs> I... <laughs> No, that was the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Dang it. Yeah. Did we t- have we, we had this conversation that. before? Yeah, we talked about I don't, I don't think we did it on podcasts. So I think fine. we did. Hey, guys, Noobs in the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's sometimes smaller on the inside. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're more spacious than we've ever been. Yeah. we got a cool new table. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. The production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Who doesn't know his own name when we're doing the... Uh, <laughs> what? Sound check. I called you the other guy and you didn't respond. Anyways, special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the classic Who connections. A, a lot of them this time. And shout outs as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Whovian, Twitter.com slash Noobs Whovian, or you can email us directly at Noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at Noobs in the Whovian.com slash support. And if you go to Noobs in the Whovian.com, you can find 
all of these links, plus more, including the full show notes. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. So many bloopers. Be whip. Just had to get that one in there, didn't you? Yeah. Hey, here's what Corbin sounds like. Hey, that's not what I sound like. I sound like this. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess. Funny joke. <laughs> it's funny. Uh-huh. What does Trip sound like? Are you, funny. are you like delivering burns to yourself there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> no, what? No. What? You said this you, is what Corbin sounded like. And you said, no, 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 no. The part where you're like, ha ha, funny joke. You're like <laughs> roasting your own joke. <laughs> well, yes. Like, ah, that joke's <laughs> stupid. Wait, that was my joke. <laughs> it was a stupid joke, which is why I was. Corbin, uh, there's no such thing as stupid jokes. Only stupid people. <coughs> you're a stupid people. Burn. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, you're a stupid people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just, uh, that, that is no response, really. <laughs> kind of, because I was taking it. Because I was like, not all that much of a burn. <laughs> so you are a stupid people. You, are, you know you're not. Uh, but what am I? What? <laughs> <laughs> My brain. <laughs> but what am I? <laughs> but what am I? Uh, <laughs>